hello, Quarantine Goals, because I know what you podcasted last summer. And this is the host, Veronica, and around my Zoom <laughs> meeting <laughs> group. We're so professional we have, now. <laughs> we have B. Hello. And Mary. Hello. And the one dude we allowed in. Am I wearing pants? Who knows? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Please, God, let us know. Stand Just up. don't stand up. No, never, <laughs> never ever <laughs> and this time around we chose to watch the people under the stairs made by Wes craven in 1991 i know i loved it so let's just start with that no, oh <laughs> uh, it, it actually did really well guys it started it was 1991 the budget was six million it made three it made that in six days and it made 31.4 million box office wow it really wow bad. Yeah, it did really well. It's uh, he, the Wes Craven got his idea from an LA story from the burglars that broke into a house and discovered children that were just uh, uh, locked away. Holy and he shit. had a nightmare. And he's Great. like, "But I'm gonna write this amazing horror film uh, about." <laughs> and, and he also wrote this. No, yeah, and he wrote. This. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote this uh, story, and honestly, I I love it. I haven't seen it in a long time, but. It's about uh, a small child named Fool. His name is Point Dexter, but his right. hero-loving sister it calls him Fool. They're in a slum apartment with a predatory fucking lease, where if you don't pay for the first day, the first three days, you have owe oh, three times as much, and you got to get the fuck out if you don't have it. Yeah, it's some That's fucked up bullshit. stuff. That's yeah, some fucking bullshit. <laughs> and he has a sick mom and a young sister, but his older sister's friend. Leroy, like, I know how to help. We're going to rob your landlord. Is she Ruby's, is he Ruby's friend or is he Ruby's pimp? He says Ruby's friend. He says, I'm your sister's friend, but I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I was unsure <laughs> of his connection. So, yeah. Yeah, so either way, like, he decides, uh, all right, this is my, uh, my, I'm 13 years old. This is my birthday. Tomorrow I'm going to be the man of the house. And uh, my sick mom said I'm the man of the house. And I'm going to rob these people with Leroy and Spencer. And so, I mean, it's crazy. In everyone's defense, though, like, eat the rich. Fuck it. Eat the rich, man. Yes. Look, man, I support, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I support this idea of, like, these people are horrible and you should take what they have because, you know, yes, do that. Yeah. And, I mean, it starts out as a caper film. Leroy, Spencer, and Fool try to rob a house. Um, it quickly evolves into a fucking nightmare where we have these uh couple that we find out are incest they're actually sister and brother but they call yeah. it mommy and daddy yeah and, <laughs> and it's disgusting um yeah. i don't like it when yeah. people do that now when they're married um and then we have their child their little angel girl alice who actually is, we find out, not theirs. They've just been child deducting this entire time. Right. That took me a hot minute to fully understand that's what was going on. <laughs> honest, but yeah. It's yes. Snatching kids. It's just snatching From kids. where? Anywhere, From apparently. Anywhere? Over. No. You take a field trip, you bring a kid back. It's fine. What you got? Where you got it? You know, when when Alice is explaining about how they've been looking for a perfect boy child, yeah. My my assumption there was that they were husband searching for Alice, right? 
There's oh. Oh. I think oh, find the perfect brother for her so that yeah. they can then marry her off Targaryen style. Oh. I mean, I just thought they sure. wanted a nuclear family because they were a nuclear family. They were mommy and daddy and the conservative. They want they the, yeah, the son and the daughter. Yeah, they had yeah. a very pure, you know, American society bullshit, you know, kind of family. And mm. so I just thought it was that's what they wanted, but that actually makes horrifying sense that they wanted it that's the that's end game because yeah. <laughs> then it just drastically devolves into this horror house um yeah, yeah. alice uh poor alice being uh, i guess she's supposed to be 12 but i thought she was 17 but they she's supposed to be 12 Oh, really? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. She did not look 12. No, that no. actress is much older. That actress is 27, and she's supposed to be 12. And I thought she was supposed to be 17, and they were just infantiling her. But mm-hmm. either way, so That's they have, bizarre. you know, pure Alice, but if they're new, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, you do any of that, right. you get something cut off and put it in the cellar where you become a cannibal child with your flashlight, and <laughs> at least you got each other. And they'll give you scraps of people who try to burglarize. This them. movie is insane. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the people under the stairs are the children, the cannibal children, and also Roach, who is hiding in the walls. And with no tongue. With no tongue, because he spoke evil. Yeah, and, and speak uh, no evil. It's pretty simple. So he ch- he helps out Fool. He helps it and uh, get him out. So what yeah. I actually really loved about this, this fucking movie, uh, part of anything, is also like, it doesn't super end as soon as they escape he's like i'm gonna come back Mm. full escapes finally from the house that has never had anyone escape and he comes back to save alice Mm -hmm. well it was in his tarot reading right that a fool goes off the cliff you know and you know it doesn't know what you know it's going to happen and he's just like well what are the what other thing can he do and he's his sister says, well, you, then you turn back and go into the sun. And he's just like, but that would burn me up. And she's like, but what's left after that? That just burns the body. So then you become a man. Yeah, the boy burns up, but you become a man. So I, I you know, I, I get the illusions there of him coming back into that situation mm-hmm. uh, makes him, you know, quote unquote, a man. Yeah, I didn't. Look, man, that's. I'll be honest, that's a small, that's a small moment where I'm like, yeah, okay, that movie, that worked, that worked for me. I thought the kid was really cool. I thought he no, was, he was annoying. He was, he was I thought he good. was, he was a, a boy. He definitely sounded Yeah, he behaved boy. like a child. He didn't yeah. hang like an adult. Well, and and I, I love, I love that kid actor. He's been in yeah. a ton of stuff. He was in Mighty Ducks. He was in The Sandlot. He was on Fresh Prince. He's been everywhere. He was killing it. That's excellent. Yeah. It it's was just, good casting. It's a crazy fucking movie. It is a crazy fucking movie. It has <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks feel. The, it was the same people that were married in Twin Peaks and Wes Craven saw them and went, they're perfect. And <laughs> got them in there. And I think that really cemented the deal. <laughs> yeah. You, you mentioned that it reminded you of Twin Peaks, but I'd say more than anything else, this movie reminded me of the seminal classic, Nothing But Trouble. If anybody yes, else that's is. true. <laughs> I've not seen that. I could see that, but I, I guess there's like to me like there's is a bad way to go and a good way to go. Nothing but trouble definitely was the bad way to go, and then there was nothing but trouble is definitely very bad, but okay. it does also involve like weird, crazy makeup and uh-huh. cannibalism and incest and oh, yeah. 
but then it also has Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Candy. <laughs> what the That's fuck? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd went off his rocker and was like, I'm going to write this film and star in it. And also, let's do this. And they were like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I feel like Dan Aykroyd plays like five roles. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Dear God. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but, I mean, so that that's what we have. We have a, a daddy running around in a gym suit trying to kill somebody. Yeah, you know, I, I just I have to put my notes down because, you know, I, I've got these here and I always start my notes kind of serious. You know, OK, what year is the movie? The director? Mm-hmm. Have I seen it before? Are there any like over, you know, like themes that I want to latch on to and we can dive into, you know, racist stuff? In, in the film, as far as, like, dealing with racism and mm-hmm. where the family is set, as far as, like, they start off in this slum and mm-hmm. let, we can get into all that. And then it devolves, my notes devolve into one of Ving Rhames, who was Leroy, Ving Rhames, who was Leroy, has a quote where, maybe the president is going to make me the secretary of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first line. And then it just becomes... Uh, what the fuck is this movie? There's a gimp outfit. They're incest. And then I just put WTF again. That's my last note. <laughs> you know what? You know what I bet? I bet Ryan Murphy loves this movie. I was gonna really? say, I kind of thought that people would like this movie more because it reminded me of Ryan Murphy's stuff. But I was like, oh, okay. man. Okay. So the thing that really <laughs> helped me enjoy this movie was like, I kind of rewrote it in my brain as a commentary, like multiple people have said it, it felt like a commentary on late stage capitalism and oh, okay. you use yeah. uh, Ronald and Nancy Reagan as a stand in for the parents. And I was like, Whoa. Oh shit. <laughs> well, everything's terrible. And this makes a lot of sense now. That's Interesting. The thing, that's just, yeah. That, Cause when he walked into, there was a part where daddy was running around and he ran into a room where you see all the kids that he uh, fucking abducted. And there's a big fucking portrait of Reagan. Mm-hmm. Holy like, shit. I didn't yeah. notice. Like, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is all about the Reagan's, you know, nuclear family and whatnot. I mean, even Wes Craven in his commentary on the Blu-ray said this house is supposed to be a whole society of the U.S. From like, he said, uh, the Robins house, the whole society of the U.S. from um, dangerously deprived to the cruelly authoritarian. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so mommy and daddy are buffoons, but he still makes sure we know that they're very causing real harm. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, yeah, this house is a, a stand-in for, for America. We have our people who have none and the people who have everything are right. it and hurting those that they can just to get more. Yeah. So yeah. I really like, like to me that came out really clearly. Oh yeah, definitely. That from this film. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely feel like the, the, the movie has something to say about capitalism, about gentrification, um, about like, race and culture but i feel like i I keep i keep also comparing it to Candyman, and i did that too yeah i felt like took those issues and did and handled them very well and i feel like this movie was just sort of all over the place i think it was it felt like a more intense version of of like because you know i the issues of race uh (laughs) cultural you know uh eradication to a certain degree is in both of those films it's just Candyman is a bit more i don't even know the right word because i mean there's blood and there's guts and there's bad things that happen in both but like i i, I guess maybe people on the stairs is a bigger takedown of america 
than Candyman, really, if you're looking at it from that lens point. Because they're going to extremes to you. If that couple is supposed to represent America and their house is supposed to represent America, then that's it's very in, it's a very intense commentary yeah, compared I mean, to Candyman. And it is. And and with Candyman, it's a white person going into a black person's neighborhood and right. seeing how they live and what they think. And yeah, like, yeah. Compared to now, where you have a black person going into a white person's house and how they live and everything like that. And the white people are fucking crazy. The white right. people are exactly right. how they, they psychotic. Pretend, they're psychotic. They pretend to be um, normal as fuck. You know, they have their golf cap to meet the yeah, cops. They give them, you know, tea and I'm everything. Fucking you cookies expect. for the cops. They, the cops take their word for everything. Yeah, they just like right the out the bat. Yeah. yeah, they get to have the privilege of getting their word taken. Right, the fucking car is in their driveway. Yeah. And, and it yeah. happened in a burglary. And they're like, oh, did the person just run away? Cool. They don't search the house. They just take right. the fucking word for it. Yeah. yeah. So there is so much that's given to these white people that we get to see inside their fucking, in their dirty laundry, like inside their goddamn mm-hmm. horror show of a house that I appreciated. I was like, okay. All right. It's crazy. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. But it's fun. Like it could have been serious. It could have been a downer. It could have been my own downer. It could have been more serious. It could have been, you know, um, but they decided to have some crazy fun with it and like this is what turned out yeah yeah it's it's weird because i don't know that i liked it fully as a movie but i really liked what it was saying and that that's a, a kind of weird conundrum or like double thing for me there but that's the thing you know i mean if you let's if you don't like twin pinks isn't everyone's tea it's my jam mm-hmm. and that kind of like kind of weird speaks to me then i'm gonna like this if i oh yeah yeah for I don't sure how any would like this if they didn't like twin peaks like for sure like, i've never actually seen twin peaks so i'm just a disappointment to you I I do. every day but no, <laughs> it's i wake up and i'm like how can i let veronica down today i hope i hope when i die you can lower my, my casket into the ground so you can let me down one more time. <laughs> I'm so happy I do this with you. <laughs> Sometimes I feel good about myself and then you help rein that in. So thank you. <laughs> well, the end was kind of interesting though, like because of the, the blow up. <laughs> like it kind of went yeah. off. I will say that while- It well, went off the rails. It went off the rails. <laughs> well, I found- I think the the back like third of the movie I found pretty repetitive. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. a little boring. That I will say that the end where they just fucking blow up the house and the money rains down on the rest. That was fucking great. Yeah, yeah. here for that. <laughs> yeah, they. they that, have that's a metaphor for and... just blowing up society. Yeah, and, uh... nuke it. Chris was like, <laughs> like, oh, this is trickle down economy. Well, but I also was feeling kind of weird about the fact that that the cannibal kids were just roaming off. They don't know how to interact in society right now. Someone needs to help them out. No, that's definitely going to be a problem. About that's going to be yeah a real side effect. Yeah, I was that for this movie like two thirds of the way, (laughs) and then the one third I'm like, and then yeah, cannibal people are on the street. They should have done a sequel like people in the woods or something and just the fallout of having cannibal children roaming around the city now (laughs) i i really wanted as because we have the the whole community which is all you know people of color and i really wanted as the extremely pale cannibal kids just wander out 
for like one of the like black dudes to just go, man, white people are fucking pale, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it reminded me of the end of Ghostbusters. Really? Uh-huh. The end of- Marshmallow Man's really white also. Oh, oh okay. Number two, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember not one, two, two. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. But yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a movie. <laughs> well, and I mean, talking about it right now, I think I have maybe a, a different perspective on what they were what they were saying, the bigger themes within the movie. I think I'm mm-hmm. seeing it a bit clearer and I like that. I I just I guess for me personally i didn't need so much uh crazy in the house of horrors i didn't i didn't need all of that like they're already a horrible couple doing horrible things like that's very clear and i obviously don't want them to get away with what they're doing i want them to pay but like the gimp suit why why was that a part of any of this i <laughs> I was like, well, how do I explain it again? So like, no, no, I know like, what it's for, yeah, I, but why was it there? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a metaphor for the repressed nature of society in a Reagan America. Oh my yeah, God. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, essentially so. It's like, you know, they're, they're trying to be the, the perfect mom and dad. And here we are, like, going, like, oh, but also they're wearing a gym suit when they can, you know, when they're chasing people that are trapped in their walls. So very yeah. like that. Well, I feel like thinking about it, that there's probably something there to be said about like how they are top level normal, but underneath everything is fucking weird and terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, part of that is that probably they have weird sex. And I think also, also, also like reinforcing the idea that while in a normal, like quote unquote, normal nuclear household of like the fifties or whatever, that the man was in charge and the woman was subservient, but that in this household, the the woman was definitely in charge. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah. subservient to her. So wearing the, the gym suit was showing again what his place is. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. There was a, a spot at the end where she, oh, I was surprised stands up for Alice where she's like, don't kill my baby girl. Mm-hmm. And he, he tries to choke her, her out. He yeah. Choke her. Oh, she slaps him and he tries to choke her. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit got real. Um, yeah. Wait, you know, the thing about them being horrible people, because they're like literally, like Chris is saying, like these most, one of the most underrated villains for horror films. And I was like, that's, they are really horrible villains. Well, yeah, no but, one, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um, not, this isn't a movie that I usually hear talked about very much. Mm-mm. Uh, when we're talking about villains, horror villains, and and, and the lexicon of that, I never hear this movie right? talked about. And yeah. honestly, they're racist. They they use the n word. They're racist. They're yep. fucking classes. They're fucking mm-hmm. awful. They're fucking yeah. horrible. The yeah. thing about when are- we watching like horrible people do horrible things is that if there's not some levity to it, I it's a bit much for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So the camp is what I welcome in Okay, I can see All right, that. cool. Screaming Kenneths. Yeah, how many Screaming Kenneths we got? <laughs> uh, like, one. It, it, <laughs> it was a weird movie that the scariest part was it's tying back into Reagan, and uh, no one wants that, so that was Ooh, horrifying. That's horrifying. <laughs> that is horrifying, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I, I, I appreciate that we all, like, uh, see from different views and yeah. uh, saw, you know, and talked about it, and I was, I'm glad we all saw it. You yeah, know, definitely a movie that it. inspired some conversation. I, I thought I had seen it before and I hadn't, so that was a real roller coaster for me. And now you will never forget it, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> the fucking truth. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you guys are safe. I hope everything was everyone's doing well. Um, you can find us at 
Instagram, IKWYPLS. We have Twitter at what you casted. You can email us um, at what you casted at gmail.com because we love to tell us new stuff to watch. But yes. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. We're basically just digging in the back of like shit we've seen in the past. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you just give us new shit. That'd be great. On Facebook, we know what you casted. And um, you know what? Thanks for listening. And keep it real. Stay safe. Keep it real. Hey, listeners, do you want everyone to know what you did last summer? Want to bring a little Halloween to even the sunniest of days? Check out our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G for shirts, hoodies, mugs, and commemorative knives. Okay, that was a joke. We don't actually have hoodies. Okay, that also was a joke. We do have hoodies. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.